Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 22 of my 60s music podcast, Millennial Throwback Machine. So first, I'd like to welcome all of you to part one of episode number 22 of my 60s music podcast, Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, either on the Apple Podcast app, or on Stitcher, or on iHeartRadio, when you're wondering, so what the heck is this? I'm going to give you a brief description of what the show is all about. Okay, so I am Sam Williams. I'm a 22-year-old songwriter slash producer, but I'm also a huge 60 music fan slash expert slash nerd. And each week with this podcast, I review one song by one artist from the 60s and first talk about my opinion of the song and why I think it's so good or why I think it sucks and then do my own personal analysis on the arrangement of the song, which will include the chords, melody, and lyrics. And then the second part of the show is going to be all about the history behind the track. So in that part of the show, I talk about who wrote the song, who produced it, who are the studio musicians, and the studio the song was recorded at, and uh, the, the what char- and the label the song was released on, and all the chart and the chart position the song got up to, and all those details are all on on the second part of the show, and all ba- basically all the behind the scenes details on each song by each artist I talk about within each week of this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed um, the last episode I put out of this podcast where I interviewed the lead singer of the Buckinghams, Dennis Stefano. Um, I promise you I will do another interview sometime in the near future. I just don't know exactly when. But for now, I'm going to go back to my regular format that I've been doing with this podcast. Um, I've been liking the two-part episodes I've been doing for the show. So I'm, prob- I'm going to continue to do that. So just like... Um, the last two-part episode put out, this is going to be a two-parter. So part one is going to be all about my opinion on the song and why I think it's so good. And then my own personal analysis on the arrangement. And that will be this week's episode. Next week's episode will be on the same song, except it will be part two. And part two, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about all the behind-the-scenes details on the record and the history behind I'm going to talk about who wrote the song, who produced it, the studio musicians, um, the record labels released on all those behind the scenes details are all going to be on next week's episode of the show. And that will be part two of this two part episode of this podcast. But for now, enjoy part one of this two part episode of this podcast. But moving on, let's get started in this week's song, shall we? Okay. So for this week's two part episode of the podcast, I last week we did a band for the last two parter that originally originally formed in the East Coast in New York City. I'm going to keep things East Coast for the next two-part episode of this podcast. And then I'll review another West Coast group on the next two-part episode of the show. But for now, let's do another East Coast band, shall we? Okay, but anyways, um, for this particular artist and song, I've been waiting to review this song by this band for a long time. And I want you guys to know that picking one song from this particular band to review for this podcast was extremely difficult for me. Um, because I firmly believe that this band had some of the finest songs of the 60s. And now the 13 top 40 hits this group had from 1966 to 1969, there is only one song by them I'm not, I'm not particularly a fan of, but it's mainly because of one section of the song, but the rest of the song is absolutely killer. 
And also, in future episodes of this podcast, I will review more of their songs. So expect at least one more than one episode from me about this band in the near future. Because let's I'm gonna be honest with you, this band was so good that you know, they had so many great songs and I love them so much that they deserve more than one episode from me on this podcast. So uh, keep an eye out for another episode of this podcast where I'm going to do another song by them. But for now, we're going to stick to this one. Um, but getting back to the song, this song is one of the most relaxing songs you'll ever hear. And it's one of the songs that regardless of what mood you're in, it'll immediately put you in a mood that will get you to relax and unwind and forget about your problems or any stress or anxiety you're feeling at the moment. And this song is also one of the songs that celebrates the glorious days off that we have to have to ourselves when we as human beings are constantly grinding and working literally all the fucking time. And this song reminds us of the times that we can just kick back and relax and truly do the things we enjoy and not have to worry about anything else. The song was recorded in March of 1967 and released the next month in April of that year. It's by a band called The Rascals. It's none other than Groovin'. Oh my god. I mean, this band is absolutely easily one of the best, most criminally underrated groups of that era. And this song is just proof of how good they were as songwriters and musicians. And before we get into all that, Let's really dissect and tear apart this record piece by piece and explain to you what makes this song and record so good. But first we have to talk about the feelings and timbers that are associated with this song. I'll first tell you exactly how good this song is. Like I just said in the beginning of this episode to introduce the song to you, this is a very relaxing and peaceful song. And listening to it is almost like listening to a piece of music people usually meditate to or do yoga to. Except that this song has a pop structure with a lyric and melody, and it's not a song with an abstract structure with a weird instrument playing the lead melody with no lyrics. I mean, this song literally will put you in a mood that will make you want to kick back and unwind and not do anything. But what are the most relaxing things about the song? Well, first and foremost, the sound effects of birds chirping in the, in the beginning of the song is the main thing in the song that puts you in that kind of a mood. But also, the vibraphone piano and the bongos are all also what makes this song very calming, as well as that beautiful harmonica. That is probably my favorite part of the song, because the harmonica serves as something that fills up the empty holes in the arrangement where there is no lyric and melody and lead vocal. And if you want to write a fantastic arrangement for a great song, you're going to want to have one or more instruments that will serve as that exact purpose in a song. But anyways, the piano is what really makes a song a feel-good record, and even though most of the time it's really just chugging away on the chords for the song, towards the end of the song's last bridge, it does this beautiful descending solo that perfectly complements the chords that the player is playing in the song without distracting listeners from what's really important in the song, which is the main lyric and melody, plus the absolutely beautiful backup vocals on this track, which serves as also kind of a harmony as well. Um, that's another really cool element in this song that'll put you in a very calm and central mood. And in this particular song, the backup vocals almost sound like angels, very heavenly and high pitched. But one other really cool element in this song is the bass line. It almost kind of reminds me of James Jamerson, except not as melodic or compl complex as he was. 
but very Afro-Cuban and Latin. And if you don't know who James Jamerson is, don't worry. We will do a whole two-part episode dedicated to Motown soon enough. But for now, let's just focus on this particular song. But anyways, one really cool thing I like about the song is the, is the percussion in it. And or there, there's one specific part of the song that in the in what I call what I like to call the bridge or let's just say the verses where when lyrics like I can't imagine anything that is better or there's always lots of things that we can see come into the song when that very distinctive percussion instrument comes in that almost sounds like a cowbell or a clave but it serves as a great transition from the bongos and the shakers and the verses. But moving on, let's talk about what the song is about lyrically. Because I don't know if you've ever been to an outdoor music festival and it took place on a Sunday afternoon, but if you have, I'm sure you'll be able to relate to this song. And if you're ever one of those crazy busy people that works or goes to school six days a week and you can only get Sundays off, you'll definitely be able to relate to the song. Because really, this song is really all about celebrating the days where we have, where we don't have to go to work or go to school. A day that, where for the most part, is the most stress-free day in our lives. Where the only thing we really have to worry about is where would we want to go and spend your day, and who would you want to spend your day with. There are days where you can literally do whatever you want and spend it whoever you choose to spend the day with. And trust me. For those of you out there that have crazy busy schedules during the week and work or go to school six days a week, we all want that one day to ourselves where we can just kick back and relax and not have to worry about anything. And this song celebrates that one glorious day off that all of our, all of you crazy busy people that listen to this podcast all deserve. And a lot of a lot of times this day for a lot of people is Sundays. So it just makes sense as to why they choose that day as a center for what's going on with the song lyrically. And also, this song also perfectly captures a vibe of being in a food or a music festival with lines like moving down a crowd and avenue and there's always lots of things that we could see and all those happy people we could meet. And there is one moment in the song where it feels like the fun is never ending. When they say lines like, we'll keep on spending sunny days this way and we're going to talk and laugh our time away. Another thing that I wanted to point out to you guys about the lyric and melody for the song is that how in the choruses there aren't really a whole lot of lyrics other than the song's main hook slash melody with lyrics like grooving and really and moving and doing coming in. And another line of lyric for each of those one-word hooks. But other than that, there really isn't any more lyrics, at least in the choruses, uh, for the song. And and this and this song, using sparse lyrics in the choruses of this track, makes room for other instruments to come in and fill in the empty space where there is no lead vocal, with a beautiful counter melody such as the one played by the harmonica on this track. So that concludes part one of episode number 22 of my 60 music podcast millennial throwback machine i hope you guys enjoyed my analysis of this song and you really really liked my interpretation of the of the arrangement for the song um i'm sam williams and for those of you who are just now if you if you just now discovering this podcast and you're my age and i turn you on to something you've never heard before and you know, and and you and you and and you discovered a new favorite artist or song of yours from listening to this podcast. Please email me at sam at hickeywilliams dot com, 
and uh, let me know if I, if you discovered any brand new songs that you've never heard before and you really love them all because of me and with what I've been doing with this podcast. Um, and also, uh, stay tuned for part two of this episode. It's going to be all about the history behind the track. I'm going to talk about, you know, who wrote the song, who produced it, who were the band, how, how the band get formed, the band members, and the recording studio the songs recorded at. That's all going to be in part two, and I'll put that out next week. And uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at iHeartOldies. And uh, you can check out more of my original music at samwillingsmusic.net. I'm hoping that the people who are listening to the show are they're around my age, and not everyone that's listening to the song show are like you know all you know baby boomers and people that grew up with this music. Because I really I'm really hoping that I'm you know exposing uh, my generation to this music and turn you guys to songs that you've never heard before. So um, I'm Sam Williams, and uh, thank you for joining me for part one of episode number 22 of the 60 Music Podcast from Millennial Throwback Machine. Until next week, please keep things moving.